Hi, this is Alana Terry. Welcome to Season 5 of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast, bringing you some full and complete and unabridged Christian fiction audiobooks to keep you encouraged and inspired. This season's audiobook is called What Dreams May Come and is narrated by Pamela Lawrence, written by me, Alana Terry, and sponsored by our COVID-19 fundraiser. So what we're doing is taking some of my ebook novels and I've bundled them up as a pay-what-you-can product with a portion of all royalties going to support local relief efforts for COVID-19. If you want to be involved in this fundraiser, it's going to be for a limited time. You can check it out at alanaterry.com novels. And now enjoy today's episode of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. Chapter 46 August 12th. Dear Scott, I know you've been waiting for my response, and I'm sorry it's taken me these few days to get back to you. Please believe me when I tell you that they have been days full of prayers and tears, not just for my mom, but also for what I'm about to tell you. After everything that's happened here, I really don't see how anything could ever develop between us. Months ago, you asked me to pray and ask God if he intended for this relationship to deepen. At first, I thought his answer was yes. But it's become more and more clear over the past few days that it was only wishful thinking on my part. I know this email is going to be painful for you to read, and I'm sure I can trust you to understand how devastating it is for me to write. But Kitty needs me. I could never dream of deserting her. Not that I'd ever picture you asking me to, but that's the problem. Even when we talked on the phone, you made it clear that you were willing to give up your work for the Lord in order to be here with me. I know some girls might find it romantic for you to be so selfless, but the more I've thought about it and prayed about it, I can't ask you to make that kind of sacrifice for me. From the very beginning of our relationship, I've prayed that neither of us would ever make the other one an idol. And if I've allowed you to stop your missionary work, or even put it on hold just so I could have you near me, I could never forgive myself. God has put such an incredible calling on your life. I know he has plans to continue using you, to bring his glory to the nations, and I won't stand in your way. One of the hardest things God has ever asked me to do is surrender our relationship to him, especially after losing my mom. She was so excited to meet you, and I'm probably never going to understand why God took her home when he did. But I simply have to trust that his timing is perfect. And that means that it's time for me to give up my dreams for the mission field and release you with a full and tender heart. I'm so sorry. None of this is your fault. And I'm afraid now that you'll just think I was stringing you along for all those months. You were so patient with me, so gracious. You didn't want to move fast because you know I'm young and you knew my mom wanted to meet you in person before she could give her official blessing to our relationship. 
but now that can never happen. And as much as I selfishly want to keep talking to you every night, emailing you about my day, I've come to realize it's best for us to say goodbye now, instead of dragging out a painful parting. I know we'll both mourn as we think about the things that could have been, and I want you to know that I will always pray for your happiness and blessings. Please believe me when I tell you that God has amazing plans for you, plans to continue spreading his gospel to the farthest corners of the earth. Unfortunately, I see now that if I were to hold on to this friendship that has grown to mean so much to me, I would be standing in your way and the calling God has placed upon your spirit. You are a kind, godly man, and I consider myself so honored that you invested so much into my life. I will hold these months tenderly in my memories and remember you in my prayers for as long as I live. Blessings, Susanna Chapter 47 Kitty was fussy and inconsolable. Once Susanna got home, it took close to an hour to calm her down. I'm sorry, Derek apologized before he left. I wanted to give you a night off, but I guess too much time has passed. She's not used to me anymore. She just misses Mom. Susanna knew the words had been a mistake when she saw the pain tear through Derek's eyes. She reached out her hand to touch him on the elbow. There was something comforting about that quick exchange. It's late, she added before she got too emotional. Thanks again. It was really thoughtful of you. Derek offered a small smile. Well, I hope it was relaxing for you. I get concerned about you here all by yourself. You know that, don't you? She forced a smile. Don't worry. We've got everything we need. And thanks again for coming by with the groceries. It's such a huge blessing. Well, I wish sometimes you'd ask me to bring by more than cereal and dried beans. I will. We're still figuring all this out. He nodded. Yes, we are. She wished him good night, spent a few minutes tidying up the house, and took her bag from safe anchorage to her room. She pulled the gift items out one by one and set them behind some boxes on a closet shelf to stay hidden until Christmas. She'd found Derek a traveler's coffee mug with blue forget-me-nots she was certain would remind him of her mom. For Kitty, she bought a framed copy of the Beatitudes to hang on her wall and new yarn to make a nice lap blanket. Susanna could work on it in the afternoons while Kitty rested and listened to her Adventures in Odyssey tapes. Last, she pulled out the new handmade journal she'd bought for herself. The stationery at Safe Anchorage was two or three times as expensive as what she could have found at Walmart. Trying not to feel guilty for her extravagance, she ran her fingers over the binding, wondered what she should write about first. It was always intimidating starting a new journal. So much pressure to make everything perfect from the start. It was a relief each time she made her first mistake or two and realized that her journal was far more gracious and forgiving than she was toward herself. 
She picked up a pen from her nightstand and thought about what she should say. Dear God. It was a good start, but then what? So many of her prayers lately, and nearly all the ones in her last journal, were about Scott. Even with those that started off as prayers for the unreached peoples of the world or conversations about how much she missed her mom, inevitably, after a paragraph, half a page at most, the subject always turned back to him. She was ready for a change. She was tired of the sacrificial gift always getting off the altar, tired of daily surrendering her relationship with Scott to the Lord. It couldn't go on. It wasn't healthy for her, and it wasn't fair to Kitty, either. This would be their first Christmas without their mom. Kitty needed a sister who was fully present, who was joyful and content, not a sister whose mind was on the other side of the country, conjuring up dreams that could never come true. Susanna knew how to start her journal. There's something I need to get off my chest. I know that nothing comes as a surprise to you, Lord. Before a word is in my mouth, you know it completely. Nothing is hidden from your sight, none of my thoughts or complaints or foolish longings. God, you know how much time I've wasted over the past few months pining away for things that can never be. I don't want to live like that anymore. Just like Paul did, help me to forget the things that are behind and strain for what is ahead. I know you have a good future for me. I know all your plans for me are good. But I can't enjoy any of them when I'm still moping about the past. Last year, you brought a wonderful, godly man into my life. As our relationship started to progress, I hoped that maybe it would turn into something deeper. But you have other plans for me, and I want to trust you. But I can't stop thinking about that Bible verse in Psalms about your perfect restoration. I can't stop thinking about Grandma Lucy's prayer on Sunday, about how you carry everything you start to completion. Or her conversation tonight, when she prayed for me, and told me that you are the God who restores all things. I've asked you so many times to take that hope and that dream away from me if it wasn't part of your plan. But now, more than ever, I'm asking you to somehow restore what was lost. Restore my relationship with Scott, so that one day we can... Susanna tore the page out of her journal and crumbled it up. Even when she tried to surrender her relationship with Scott to the Lord, her unruly heart got in the way. She put down her pen. There would be time for writing in the days to come. She'd try another prayer of surrender when she wasn't so tired. Now her only hope was that God would forgive her for clinging so tightly to dreams that could never come true, and that her sleep would give her a few hours' reprieve from the restless longing in her soul. Thanks again for listening to the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. This has been What Dreams May Come by me, Alana Terry, narrated by Pamela Lawrence. 
This season of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast is sponsored by our fundraiser for COVID-19 relief work, which you can find out about more when you go to alanaterry.com slash novels. This page will have a link to our fundraiser for as long as it runs. I hope and pray that you stay safe and healthy. I want to thank you again for listening, and we'll talk to you real soon.